What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. I'm so excited to I'm have so you excited. doing this finally as we mumble you have, away. You on have no clue. Four hundred and fifty-two of an elegant weapon. My name is JJM Clark J the Jedi Ross Ross Jedi J. It is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies hanging out with here today. That didn't make sense. Yeah, today it's okay. I don't know. We've been playing wrestling games and I'm getting stoned. <laughs> <coughs> so that's how we roll. Yeah. Uh, kids, four hundred and fifty-two episodes of this podcast exist. There's only one human being on the face of the planet who's heard every single fucking one of them except for the first six uh that's right and that's mr jason ward hello everybody uh, thank you for finally being here my friend thank you for having me finally long overdue yeah. jason is an artist and a game developer we'll talk a little bit about his brand new wrestling board game mm. undisputed but other than that we're gonna hang out and reminisce a little because yeah, that's a pretty distinct thing, man. Like, um, I don't think I've even heard every episode. I, I appreciate it. Like, um, it's funny how it all happened because uh, just like this show uh, where you got the idea from Kevin Smith, I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast. <laughs> right. And I was listening to all his podcasts from uh, um, his uh, Fat Man on Batman to... Um, uh, the Smodverse, all the Smodverse yeah, stuff, yeah. the Smod Castle stuff. Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, Hollywood Babylon. Greatest podcast um, ever made. Plus one. With Jen. Yeah, yeah with Jen. Yeah, uh, one yeah. of my favorite quotes with my wife, the fish you have no eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's like, going back. That's going man. back, right? Holy uh, shit. I still say it to this day to my wife. She <laughs> hates it. Um, but yeah, I ended up catching up to all his episodes. And then he went on tour with... Um, the super groovy cartoon movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I shot a message out there being like, does anybody have any podcasts? And you popped up. That's crazy. And that's when it all started. That's so. nuts. And then you had like a chunk where you caught up. Yeah. Because right? essentially I was driving from Cambridge to Brampton every day for work. So I used to work by the airport. And uh, so I would drive an hour each way. So that was two podcasts a day wow. that I was listening to. Now, 
I gotta ask, like, what about this podcast made it bearable to listen to, like, twice on a daily basis? Just the connection I had with all the comic books. I'm obviously a comic book fan. Right. Um, At that time, you were, uh, like, interviewing everybody under the sun. I was doing a lot. Um, Yeah, I was getting Like, drunk on comics, you were doing the co-pods with. Yeah, um, cross-pods started it all. Yeah. um, That's why I initially first went to Motor City Comic Con in 2015, was because they invited me out, the Drunk on Comics boys, and that was my first press ever. Yeah, so essentially every week when you released a new one, I'd catch up, and then I'd Go back and listen to all the old ones. That's awesome, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember when you were on that tear. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. I was like, why is he bothering with this? Yeah, were, <laughs> but it's it's You cool. were only around at like 300 that time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you caught up yeah, well. I caught up quick. Yeah. So. Um, was it weird to hear the shift? Because a lot of people came on board later on, like after Sean had left and when it had turned more into an interview, like I'm assuming the first couple, did you start right from the beginning or did you hear no, a couple? I, I heard the recent stuff and then I right. kept playing So back. that must have been kind of weird to hear what it was at the time, which was a straight up me interviewing comic folk yeah. show yeah. to what it was in the beginning, which was basically me and my buddy smoking like, joints in the basement talking shit. Everybody has an origin. Did you, could you see the shift? Yeah, you could, you could definitely see the shift. Um, there was a time where you smoked, uh, like it was 420, you smoked like a huge dupe in a hotel uh, with a bunch of your buddies. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was like one of the earlier episodes. Awesome. And then you guys just kept talking about like Star Wars and stuff, and it was, it was awesome. So I remember there was one episode that was notorious. Mm. Do you remember the bat episode? Vaguely. Okay, so for a little bit of context to you people, me and my friend Sean, old school Sean, um, old school friend, I mean, yeah. uh, he has since passed on. Rest yeah. in peace, potato, potato waste. waste. Yeah. Uh, but we go back to grade three, Sean and I. So back in like 2011, mm-hmm. like you say, we're listening to all these podcasts. So yeah. we decided to start our own. And uh, he left at like episode 70, I think. I think it was 60. But, but you could be. Okay. Course. It was around there. Yeah. And it was before, it was within the first 100. Because we had done like 50 episodes. Mm-hmm. And he had some life changes going on. And... That combined with the fact that Sean was a fucking enigma, man. A unique individual. Sean was my Superman in a way. um, If you're familiar with the Grateful Dead and Neil Cassidy and Jack Kerouac and all this. um, Jack Kerouac considered... Uh, Neil Cassidy to basically be like just his hero. Like, yeah. He just loved this guy, right? And he was. And if you ever read about Neil Cassidy, yeah, that was that was an, a a bright burning individual. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sean had a lot of that in him as far as being quite the rebel, quite the unique, genuine individual who really liked to buck the system. Yeah. And, you know, he was not a trend follower in any way. And he 
He liked to push the boundaries of ideas and philosophy and life. And I think he got to a point where what the split was, I think, as far as the professionalism in the podcast, was that I've always been like an actor. Yeah. I'm a hammy, attention-seeking guy. You are from St. Catharines, you know, which it, is the home right? of A Christmas Story. There so. you go. And if you've heard the last episode, kids, man, that was a doozy. Everything's cool, but... Uh, yeah, that need for attention got to be something. Yeah. So I was trying to like go somewhere in a way with this. And when I'm on the podcast, I'm me, but I'm like an upper me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're like a wrestler. I'm trying to be kind of We're like I'm connected a little bit. You're like a wrestler. You're turning it up a little bit. Yeah, because the hosting comes on. Yeah. Right? Like and uh he is just very rough and honest and raw, and that's the way he did things. And I think that that really started to clash. Yeah. And to a point where he was really fucking pushing my buttons. Yeah. And I remember it. He was just trying to burn the whole fucking thing down. And that's how Sean rolled. Okay. Sean was like, this ain't real. I'm burning it down. Well, I appreciate you sharing this because, you know, yeah, it's not often you get to talk about it. So. It's, you know, it's a little behind the curtain mm-hmm. shit, you know. But Sean and I had a bit of a falling out. But Sean, uh, Sean and I did that every couple of years. Yeah. A 25-year friendship. You yeah. have falling outs once in a while. Of course. You gotta, you gotta have your separate. Unfortunately, time. at the time he passed, we weren't talking. Yeah. Which really sucks. But at the same time, it doesn't change the 25-year relationship I had with this guy. He's the best friend I ever had. Yeah. The adventures I had with him were unlike any other human I've ever had. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm sure we would have probably got to a point. I of know. Course. Sorry that R2 keeps clipping in there. That's <laughs> I my it. texts. I, I haven't it. bothered to, uh, to put my fucking ringer off. It's not the first time I've heard background right? on the show. <laughs> You can hear those trains in the back. <laughs> my Blues Brother apartment above my yeah. Fonzie shop. Um, I'm sure we would have started talking eventually, but he had a, he had some health issues, and unfortunately he passed, mm-hmm. and we never got to have that last reconciliation. But I actually, I don't, because of the breadth of the relationship, I don't stew on that. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't bother me yeah, much that we weren't things. talking at the yeah. time because we did that a lot. Yeah. I know when it came down to it, you had each other's back. We would have fucking talked. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, a hatred. Yeah. We were just in a fight. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of the things we were fighting for kind of led to, you know, him not being around anymore. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I digress. So it started to clash and he decided to leave. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's your show. Yeah. And I was like, I thought this was our show. And he's like, no, it's yours now. I don't want to do it. You, where it's kind of going you just take it yeah. and i'm like i don't know if i want to do it without you and he's like do it you'll be fine yeah you'll be great yeah. you'll do fine and he encouraged me to keep going so i kept going he uh started another pod with a few people just doing art stuff for a <laughs> while and stuff okay. uh but anyways so but just before he left yeah. we did a podcast a batman episode J webb okay right um, also another part of this show's family. Been yep. here since the fucking beginning. He's part of an elegant weapons fucking essence. Uh, and also a bat aficionado and enthusiast. Yeah. So, And there was a few other people on the show. And I'm not I'm super clear who was on. But it was like four or five of us hanging out talking. Yeah. And Sean just started pushing my buttons. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it got a little tense. And you could hear it in the show. 
And I remember later on, like I shared the episode or somebody was talking about it and somebody commented like, you could hear friendships ending during that episode. <laughs> and it was literally true. Yeah. And, you know, like it was like a day or two later that we were like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy to think of the back to those moments and the actual evolutions that a silly podcast could go through live on air. Live on air, yeah. Because I've, I've shared a lot. Yeah. You know, I've been pretty it's personal. 12 years. Does it feel like that? Like, uh, No, it honestly doesn't. No. Like, I started, what, seven years ago? Right. Listening? Six? But does, does the pod feel real or does it feel like a show? Like, when you have listened to all of them... How much of my personal life has, because I don't try to hide it or take it away, oh, no. but like it all depends on the situation, the conversation. Yeah, you you've been very open through the whole thing. Um, it was really personal at the beginning, obviously. Right. Um, and then you got into your interview phase with all the kickstarters and everything, which is great, right? Uh, I will shout out everybody right now, like the big two, Dirk mm. Manning. <laughs> and Sean Daly. Yeah. Um, again, without you, uh, I've made connections with those guys. Uh, I, I chat it's with amazing. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every, every, everybody you talk to uh, that I didn't already know, um, I felt like I got to know in message. Bob yeah. Sally. Um, everybody at Source See, Point. that's what I love because the show, unlike any of the others, the one thing that I do think is unique about what I do and I'm proud of is that I, I don't really have a line between reality and, you know, publicity as far as like this show can go any direction at any time. And it's, it hasn't been just a straight up. Yeah. I haven't just been a straight up podcast host who's been interviewing people for 12 years. You know, I've interviewed fucking, I've talked to like the top, that ever made comics yeah. right down to where I've just sat alone on this microphone and cried about what the fuck I'm going through in life. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. And like, and like you're saying, like people build personal relationships because I feel that we've been able to present people as real people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I've backed many Kickstars that I would never have heard about if it wasn't for the podcast. Sure. That's right. It's awesome. And, and yeah. made those connections through that way. Um, at the same time, like you've, in all honesty, you've opened the door for a lot of connections. Um, like you said, you going to um, down south to the States. Yeah. And uh, just doing those Q&As, like you, you get to hear all that stuff. And then interviewing, like you said, the biggest big names. Yeah. And and getting that connection through that, being a comic book fan. And everything. Well, that's why I really appreciate the opportunities that SourcePoint provided yeah. and that Drunk on Comics and those guys and Tony and Derek did yeah. invite me into that fold is because I was able to do something before Fan Expo spread out. Yeah. Like these were years that Fan Expo was just Fan Expo in Toronto. It was Fan Expo Canada. Yeah. And there was not a lot of cross-border indie action happening yeah and and really i would again never heard of or never even looked at source point right if it wasn't for you well that and our friend that's awesome so i tried to bridge that gap because like when i met source point because chapter house went down here yeah right the yeah. whole fucking chapter house bullshit debacle went down and yeah. i saw so many of my friends get screwed yeah and then i went out there and i found source point and i was like wow this is what we need back home yeah 
And then, you know, Source Point may not really be around these days. And, you know, a lot of things have gone down pandemics in the same capacity. Source Point Press still exists. Um, but things have had to be adjusted as the industry has changed. Yeah. And luckily, Source Point has been smart enough to handle these situations in ways where there is still some sort of existence of an entity that is Source Point Press. And yeah. they didn't have to fold yeah. completely like a lot of these other companies do. But they did take a humongous hit, of course, as most of them have. Yeah. And, you know, I have faith and hope that source point will return one day in you know maybe a different capacity a yeah. different you know form mm-hmm. but um either way the opportunities that were presented i was like we need this in canada we need this in yeah. toronto and i i convinced travis and josh like you've got to come up to toronto we have such a big huge tight community that has nothing like this yeah i think i think the only thing that compares to toronto is new york absolutely um 100% look at all the artists just right now where we are yeah. right yeah um, it's like we'll just shout out Cambridge right now. All the artists in Cambridge, right? Oh we have God, Alfonso. Yeah. Uh, I'm not including myself in this, so. Well, you should because you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have um Andrew Thomas in Brantford. We have oh. Scott in Brantford. Wojcik. Wojcik. Yeah. I always mess up his last name, so I didn't want to say. It. I just go for it. Yeah. I think I say it differently every time. There you go. Be Wojcik. Wojcik. Yeah. Um, again, Alfonso and everybody at Studio Comics. I haven't said Keith Gracho's name properly in 12 years, so, yeah. although I think I just did right there. But anyways, cool. Yeah, I'll still <laughs> say Kachow because you say Kachow, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, again, the, the comic book stores in Cambridge. We have uh, Retro Rocket with Chris. Yeah. Um, we have Andrew with uh, The Hero's, Hero's Tale, Tale, which just opened up last year. Yeah. Uh, we have The Comic Warehouse. Again. Dude, we're spoiled. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, Southern Ontario. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just in Cambridge and Kit, like the Waterloo Alone, region. Yeah. We have and so like people know it there. Cambridge is like a little town, like two hours outside of Toronto, yeah. up north a bit. That's like a university town. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and it's like Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph, Cambridge, the whole area up there, and you know it's it's a little disconnected just by distance from Toronto itself. Yet has more just there than most other major cities do. Yeah, like I'm sitting here, we're sitting here in Aldershot in Burlington, and I've got two comic shops five minutes away. I know people in Idaho that have to drive an hour just to get to their one shop. Exactly. Right. Yeah, we're so spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. So everywhere I've lived, everywhere I moved, there's been a comic shop within walking distance. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's been. Yeah. It's, I grew up in altered states in Clarkson. Yeah, right? I grew like, up at uh, Chaos Comics in Richmond Hill, and then nice. uh, Harry T's uh, ended up there. So, oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's crazy. There's so many that I'm surprised that I still hear about ones that I didn't like know existed. Yeah. Right, but yeah, so I got Travis and Josh come over, and then there was the connection started happening, mm-hmm. and then Sean met. Travis and that was a beautiful friendship. Like, yeah. how much work did Sean Daly end up doing oh. for Source Point, oh. which led to Shay, yep. you know, a Shay Han doing work with Greg Wright on Monstrous, Monstrous and then yep. Casey Pierce and Casey yep. Parsons getting together. It's just, yep. I'm I'm really proud of the the connections. Like, people used to ask me what you do, yep. and they'd you know, I'd be like a podcaster. People introduce me, and they'd be like, "This is Jay Clark. He's a podcaster." But I always felt like that wasn't quite. Yeah, that's what I did, but it didn't feel like that's what I did more of. I almost felt more like my job was like 
schmoozer. Yeah. I felt like, you know, like Source Point, Travis once gave me an official title at Source Point, and it was uh, Director of Canadian Operations. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember like, you saying that. Right, show. That sounds fancy. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Right? Um, but I always felt like what, the thing I've contributed and contributed to, 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 to most to the community was networking and interacting and being social and introducing people and being the life of the party and being the host. That's what I always was, was the host, yeah. right? So yeah, knowing that comic books have been created out of the existence of this podcast and me partying yeah. is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, how cool yeah. is that? Uh, right? that's, yeah, and look at how many comics you've been in because of it as well. A couple. A couple? People think a lot more than I have. Well. But it's not that many. Like, I've been in Bodhi Troll. Bodhi Troll. I'm going to be in the, the new Bodhi Troll, Cauldron. Uh uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Jay put me yeah. in the spider get in. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Maybe. You know? Well, there might be more coming, which is super exciting, but well. I, as far as that, I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. I've been in, like, the thing is I'm all over Bodie Troll. Oh, I'm a Fraggle. Yeah. I was in Fraggle yeah, Rock Comic. That. That's right. I was a Fraggle. Were you a pony? No. I've never been a pony. <laughs> Thankfully. He's drawn me as everything else. Jay Fosgit has drawn me as a doozer, as a Muppet, yeah. as, as so many things, but never have he, I been a pony. He's never put your, your hat on a pony? No, but he should. And then the my cutie mark could just be a big pot yeah. thing, right? Pot leaf. Yeah. There I don't know what Jay know about this. With a light green, <laughs> light green pony with a dark green pot leaf. Perfect, right? Yeah. Awesome sauce. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I want someone to actually make the toy. No, I'm disappointed nobody's ever made a Funko Pop of me. I, yet. I got a 3D printer. You know, yeah. Make me a Funko Pop. There you go. I want to be like he's drawn me as a Blunko Pop. Yeah. You know, and that was pretty cool. Um, but the first time ever was way in the beginning. Do you remember the first comic book I ever sorry, the second comic book I ever interviewed? The second. The very first was human. Okay. Gabe Smith yeah. and Ryan Merrill. Yeah. And they made that book human. Do you remember that? Don't. All right. I have it on the shelf over there. I can show it to you. But this was a cool, like, uh, sci fi. But like, I remember, I remember novel. you discuss. I don't know if it's the second one, but uh, uh, Mon- Mon- Monte? Monty? Oh, uh, yeah. Morte. Morte. Sorry. That, was, uh, that was Kevin Joseph and Dave uh, Bishop's book from you, Source Point. Yeah. You, no. You talked up that comic so much. It's I had amazing. To, I had to go and find it. And I just, I read it. Was I right? I read it. Yeah, in quotes, I, read yeah. it. Yeah. And like, for everybody out there, my wife is blind. Um, so she she has very, very bad vision. Yeah. Like she can't drive legally. Um, and I was like, here, you need to read this comic. Right? She's like, you know I can't read comics. I was like, you need to read this comic. And she read it. And she's like. That's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. So, like, it, it, it was one of those comics that you, you, like, you have expectations even before opening the cover because of what, how you discussed it. Right. And it just blows it out of the water. That's amazing. I'm really proud of that one yeah. because they hooked up hearing each other on the show. Yeah. I think it was Kevin heard Dave on the show. 
And but Kevin had been on the show because Tart, his original book yeah, with Tart, uh, yeah. Ludovic, is is this oh Tart's amazing. Yeah, I got to catch up on it. Actually, I'm quite a few issues behind, uh, and that's a book he's been putting out for ten years. There you go. <clears throat> um, it was uh, the Adventures of Superstoner. Oh, Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Chip and Andy yeah. met them right early on, and they were making an indie comic book, super indie yeah. comic book. Like, we're top, talking like staples and shit. That, didn't you interview them at a show? No, I've never met them you because never met they're them? away no? somewhere. And uh, yeah, we never met. I thought we, you met them in like Michigan. No, oh, okay. I don't think I did. I think I this was before I had ever gone out there, I think. Okay. But they did, because uh, they were still making it somehow. I don't remember. I think it was a Twitter hookup. We met all met everybody off Twitter. Yeah. 2011, Twitter was the hub of everything. Oh, yeah. There was no other social media that mattered, not even Facebook. Twitter Which was Which I've never been on. Everything. I've never been on Twitter. Dude, you're not missing anything now. Now <laughs> it's a fucking garbage heap. I haven't been on it in years. But back in 2011, it was a magical fucking place. It's yeah. how I feel about TikTok now. Yeah. And uh, Which I'm not on. Well, you should get on just to follow me and join well, me in my 20,000 followers. Well, Sorry. I just, I'm proud. I just like you on You're Facebook. All I, I watch it on Facebook. And I oh, you it. see them there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the TikTok thing's been fun. I love all you guys who are hanging out for the Lightsaber Love Fest, yeah. too. Oh, by the way, welcome, because uh, a lot of you asked about the podcast on TikTok, and yeah. I said, come on over. It ain't about lightsabers, but I hope you enjoy what you're hearing, because this is what you get. Sometimes it is about Star Wars, which we'll get into. Definitely. Um, so where was I going? Um, I'm so all over the place today. Super stoner. Oh yeah, Adventure yeah. Superstar. So when they finished the book, they put a an elegant weapon sticker on the fridge in his kitchen. Oh, yeah. And that was the first Easter egg for an elegant weapon in a comic book you ever. Were in the comic. Yeah, so fucking cool. Yeah. You know? My name is in the thanks, I think. I think they thank an elegant weapon in human. Yeah. But uh but yeah, those were exciting fucking times, yeah. man, when we were all just new and enthusiastic. I was like 34. Yeah. 47 almost yeah like, it's I'm, crazy. I'm turning 40 this year so I, I might go back and hear some of those i have occasionally when i've wanted to hear sean yeah sometimes i like to remember what he sounded like not that i ever forget but sometimes it's it's nice because even this many years later you know i do i miss him a lot yeah i'm sure we would have made up and had many other grand adventures by now but yeah. so yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Good, that's good reminiscing. That's the reminiscing. That's how it happens. Uh, so Jay's here hanging out. We just yeah. sat down and recorded a video tutorial of his game Undisputed. That's right. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. That was very, very cool to play. So I will put the link up there and you can all check it out. The Kickstarter was successful. Yeah. Uh, if you're into wrestling at all and enjoy board games at all like it's a cool mix of wrestling and yahtzee and uno yeah. and strategy and a little it's, bit it's, of strategy yeah it's, like, like i said it's a, a mixture of everything uh no it's a well-rounded game yeah thank yeah, you yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. uh yeah the rules uh if you are a fan of wrestling there's uh four ways of winning uh yeah. there's pinning your opponent right which is essentially yeah. how you win in a wrestling match uh you can submit your opponent by uh uh, eliminating all their po health points and making them tap. Uh, there's knocking out your opponent by uh, essentially the same idea, just knocking out all You can win points. by count out. You can win by count out. So you do yeah. have a ring that you play with and you move your characters in and out of the ring. Right. So, and 
Uh, yeah, uh, you play a ring out card. They got 10 turns to get back in, and you can get eliminated. That's cool, yeah. man. Yeah. So, no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I highly recommend it. You should all get out uh, get out there and get it and play it. So I don't know. Where do you want to go, man? You're the one who's been listening to this podcast. You're the one who's been so excited to I'm, be on it. I'm, what have you been excited to talk about on the podcast? Well, again, uh, let's there's run got, this just a little bit more. There's got to be questions that have come up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of questions, actually. Um, but the main one I can only think of at this time is Star Wars Legends. Yes. If you got to pick a Star Wars Legends for a movie or a Disney Plus show, what legend will you have? Ooh. See, it's hard because they've already kind of screwed over with a lot of the stuff that I would have picked. Because I would have first picked uh, um, the Jedi Academy series. Okay. It's right down there. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. Um, but you can't now because they've changed all the canon. So they change canon all the time, though. At this point, so I can, they can bring I, it back. I do like. There's things I've thought about. Like I want Mara Jade. Okay. I think they should find a way to bring Mara Jade in there. Yeah. Um, well, they could do that with Ahsoka. Yeah. No, I, she could be older, yeah. right? Like an older Mara Jade, who then I love the idea of flashbacks in Star Wars. Yeah. Something that never existed until the the sequels. It's one thing that I like that came out of having the sequels is that they did manage to make it okay to do flashbacks in Star Wars, yeah. and I'm down with that. Okay. I like to see all the different eras. See, I, I just right? like I like to play your Mara. Uh, pick your mind about star wars because absolutely again we we talked about before the podcast is uh star wars i love star wars uh i I am a fan of star wars don't get me wrong right but uh i was stuck in that in between i didn't become that super fan right um again dino riders you talk about dinosaurs like jurassic park is my star wars see star wars for me was a weird journey though because I wasn't a huge Star Wars kid. Yeah. Like I saw Jedi in 83 when I was six. Yeah. And I had an X-Wing. Yeah. I had a TIE Fighter. Yeah. I had the lightsaber, the Force lightsaber, maybe a couple figures and a speeder bike. Yeah. That's all I ever got in Star Wars. And then I enjoyed it. I loved listening to the book. Yeah. Uh, the record book, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it kind of, but it kind of mixed in with everything else. Yeah. My true passion as a child, was He-Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Masters of the Universe was everything yeah. because it lasted a while, too. It started yeah. early in, like, 81, 82, yeah. right? So I'm a young kid yeah. and then went for enough years to basically have been there for my formative young childhood years. Yeah. And again, for me, yeah. being 40, I just missed that boom. Right. Right? So Exactly. Again, for me, uh, Dino Riders was... 86 like i was two going on three like that's right where the influence comes from with dinosaurs and everything you remember those um dinosaur magazines where you got the pieces of the t-rex no oh no oh, yeah i still have four of those racks. nice yeah nice. i went and found them. i remember like owl magazine yeah yeah owl magazine um but yeah dinosaurs was a huge influence on me my kid was huge jurassic park too, in 93 yeah. like it See, it wasn't until the re-releases. Yeah. The re-releases came out in 95, 96, mm-hmm. and something hit yeah. me. Yeah. And I got like sucked in. I was like, I forgot how fucking awesome this shit was. Yeah, yeah. 
And I, that's when I, uh, like, uh, so I guess I was in high school in my teenage years. Mm. And that passion had just, just got reignited in high school with the re-releases, man. I was like, this, I forgot how fucking cool, because everybody gets so excited. Yeah. You know, and then I watched them and I was like, super cool. And then the prequels. Yeah. Um, but it was before the prequels. Then what really hooked me was the comics. Okay. I discovered the comics yeah. in the 90s because I read uh, Truce Bakura. Okay. Which was the first book after the movies. Yeah. Before the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. There was Truce of Bakura. Yeah. And I was like, we're going on. I love that they're continuing this. And yeah, yeah. I started to fall in love with these stories. Okay. And then the comics. Yeah. And they, the Dark Horse comics were incredible. The stuff Jan Dersma was doing. Yeah. And uh, with... Uh, John Ostrander. Yeah. Like, fuck, I remember the Boba Fett comic. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I I remember one issue my friend handed me because we were trading comics at that time. And I tried to read it. And I, again, not being the fan at that time, I didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. Right? You had other Mandalorians going after him because he wasn't a true Mandalorian. Right. And I was just like, I don't get it. Yeah. So It was cool shit, though. Yeah. And I was... uh, and then I got hooked on just the lightsabers and the Jedi's. Mm. And then when they fucking talked about the prequels. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. We're going to get to see Jedi in their prime. Yeah. And then fucking that, you know, it's so weird. I'm a weird Star Wars fan in that way. Yeah. You know, I'm an old guy who loves the prequels. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know? like, again, that was yeah. a good time. Like, dual lightsaber. Everybody talked Fuck about yeah. the dual lightsaber. And they make more stuff that fills it out, yeah. right? Like Darth Plagueis. If you read the last third of that novel, yeah. it's taking place at the same at time the same as time. Phantom Menace. That's, it just fills out that movie yep. a little bit more, like they're doing with so much stuff, yep. you know? And that's become the brilliance of, like, fucking Star Wars, yeah. man. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what my Legends pick is okay. for a series. Yeah. Darth Bane. Darth Bane? Darth Fuck Bane. yeah. Yeah, you yeah. You could do... Um, half a season of him being in the mines. Yeah. Right? Until yeah. all the shit hits the fan. Yeah. And then get him into the Sith army. Sure. And then continue that until he actually becomes a Sith warrior. Shit, Just yeah. keep building it and building yeah. it until he becomes Bane. Yeah. And you could just keep going with Oh, it. dude, a lot of their stories would be super fucking cool. But yeah, yeah Rule of Two and shit, Rule that would two. make a great show, yeah. man. You know, he kind of showed up in Clone Wars, right? Yeah. When uh, yeah. when Yoda. With Yoda, So, yeah. you know, fucking we know that's all absolutely canon now. Cran Horn. Yeah. Fuck from, from iJedi. Yeah. An iJedi miniseries yeah. would be pretty fucking cool. Go. Which you could probably make work. Yeah. You know, you'd have to do some Luke CGI, which I don't think they should... I'm a little torn over the CGI thing. I don't mind it as long as it I don't looks mind decent, it either. I but I think we're forgetting that you know this is the art of acting, and I don't think it's the worst thing to recast certain roles, like especially when you have a Sebastian Stan, yeah, who you could make a middle-aged Luke, no problem. I agree, but um, you just got to remember George Lucas was all about technology. Oh yeah. Yeah. George Lucas is all about technology. Crazy That's what shit. Star Wars was like. Oh, the well, uh, we'll just move your pinky finger to the left yeah. a little later in post. So, right? again, it's like the the stuff that they're uh, doing on the Disney shows. Like, obviously, not everybody's happy with it with the stories and stuff. But the technology that's going behind that is stuff that will be in the future, like as standard. 
Absolutely. Just like everything yeah. is now. Well, you don't right. want AI all over the place, though, right? Uh, I know. It's such a weird thing how that's messed with everything. Yeah. But All right, what else? All right. Um, <laughs> geez, that was like the one big question I had. <laughs> that's all good. Um, talk Star Wars, yeah. man. I'm really excited about uh, the Ray thing, actually. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't excited about this because they didn't like the character, the sequels, or whatever. But I mean, you, you're you an idiot if you think they can continue the future of Star Wars without involving Rey. That's, no, that's just that's too true. important a fucking character that you can't have her just traipsing around the universe and everybody's ignoring her. No, exactly. That's ridiculous. Exactly. Right? And really, are you worried about that not being good just because she's going to be in it? Don't forget, they brought back Hayden and like, look what the yeah. new people are. Imagine what Filoni is going to do with Rey yeah. or whoever, you it, know? It's who Whoever's in control of the, the property. I think they have to be real careful about the fucking writing. It's not even the directing. It's the writing. Yeah, it's the writing. You need to have somebody controlling these fucking stories. Yeah. Like, sure, Ryan, what's his fucking face, is a great director. Yeah. But fuck, you fucked shit up with our favorite characters. I don't care if you fucking artistically yeah. fucking subverted our fucking expectations. Fuck off. You took the greatest single hero of my entire life, Luke Skywalker, and turned him into a scared, anxiety-ridden little pussy. Little fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> There's no amount of explaining that situation of him lighting the lightsaber. I know people like really get deep yeah. on exploring the psychology of it. But this dude stood uh, in front of Vader and the Emperor, the two most evil sources in the history of the Empire and the history of the galaxy, and said, fuck you. I won't do it. And then brought the Empire back. Oh, my Christ. Somehow. Somehow. I'm still I'm still here. Oh, there's fucking... Oh, who was? Somebody's selling somehow t-shirts now. They're like some... They're a cool (laughs) Star Wars t-shirt, though, but it's fucking hilarious. I'm excited about this future of Star Wars. I like where it's gone. I do want to see them continue to, like, put cool shit in there. Like, I'd like to see Koran. This is where I think the future can have more. That's why I'm saying we need to get on with the Ray Academy so we can introduce characters that may be out of the time. Yeah. They're maybe not in the time they originally were in Legends, but we can still get them in there. Yeah. Right? We can still have Mara Jades and Koran Horns yeah. and stuff because they don't, you know, if you're going to fuck with it anyways, just make them separate characters. In all honesty, I think we need to get away from the Mandalorian. It's I a, think it It's can, a good central point at right now, but yeah. we have to step away for a while. I think it just needs to be its own thing now. Yeah. Right? I don't think that it needs to be... Because what they just announced is they're going to do the Mandalorian and Grogu. Yes. Which I think will be an adventure type John Favreau movie. Because John Favreau is going to direct it. Yeah. And when you look at his movies... You know, and they're fun and they're cool, like the Zathuras yeah. and the Iron Man, right? This is not a guy who's going to make a super crazy series. So it makes sense for him to do some sort of offset Grogu Mandalorian adventure. Yeah. They go help somebody else or whatever and let all the other Mandalorian world mm-hmm. nonsense get molded into the Filoni yeah. thing that he's going to make everything connect yeah so yeah so basically what you're saying is i agree with take mandalorian out of the mando universe exactly right exactly and i i get that totally yeah yeah Yeah, i think um what really attracted me to the mandalorian was it was more of a western in season 100 percent. i think they'll go back to that yeah i will and and now it's like a buddy cop movie yeah favreau will go back to the western thing i think but what i'm curious about is this acolyte thing Yes. I think a lot hinges on the Acolyte because they're going to show us the High Republic. Yes. And they better not fuck that up. We'll see. 
<laughs> I'm already understanding that this is not going to be a republic, a high republic that I appreciate. This yeah. is going to be a high Jedi order that I that is beginning to downfall. Yeah, right. Well, They're gonna. A, that is. That's the idea. Yeah, right? they get too cocky, and that's essentially what happened. Exactly. That's why this is yeah. Over, so. so we'll see how this accolade thing works out, and then you know, and then there's the future part, and uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked though. Yeah. As long as I keep getting new lightsabers, man. Well, you're going to get plenty good, with the right? Republic. Right? Yeah, so right? You might get more purple ones. We'll, we'll get a lot of yellow ones. A lot of That's what you're going to see. Yeah. We're getting a lot of yellow ones. Yeah. That's going to be the fucking deal now. Yeah. So. You know? Which is cool. That's probably my my biggest disappointment in the change from Legends to Canon is the reasoning behind Mace Windu's lightsaber color. Yeah. 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 Because they made it now that is just... Because of the way that he imbued it, and he's in touch with the dark side yeah. and everything that it came but out. Every Jedi's purple. in touch with the dark side. So. The original story is he went to this planet where there were these stone people called the Hurricane. Yeah. And they were chasing him. And while they were chasing him, one of them fell off a fucking cliff and died. Yeah. And he basically used the Force to bring this fucking thing back to life. Yeah. So they gave him this special purple crystal as a gift, as a reward. And that's why he has it, because he's a badass. He's a badass. Right? Bad motherfucker on the... My favorite Star Wars scene ever is in the Clone Wars, when he's got to fight the army. Oh, yeah. I'm talking the Tartakovsky. Yeah. Not the fucking CG. I'm talking the 2D animation Tartakovsky ones. Yep. And there's one episode where he's got this... the whole episode. It's it's just just him fighting a fucking droid army. It's craziest shit in the world. Then he loses the lightsaber, yeah, and he's doing up. force kung fu. Yeah. It's fucking so great when he's punching their chests and yeah. shit. Isn't that the same episode uh. where Anakin like he goes through the tunnels and he gets like all the all the tattoos on him? No, well maybe I don't remember because they split it up. Remember how yeah. it was like two minutes a week? Yeah, we got so excited to wait two minutes for a two minute thing a week. That's but now I've watched them too many times together. Yeah, because they combine them all, and I have them on DVD. Yeah, so they're not separated in my head anymore. Okay, but that shit was cool with Anakin yeah. too, getting all the markings because he was prophesized. There's yeah. no reason those cartoons should not be canon. No, there's nothing be. in there that fucks up anything. No, it's in between everything. Yeah, it's and it was perfectly fine. timed. He crushes. Grievous's chest, and yeah. that's why he's coughing at the beginning of episode three. Come on. Yep. Yeah. It makes sense. You should yeah, they shouldn't have decanonized that fucking shit. No, like at I said, all. there's some legends things I'd I'd love to see. And again, I'll I'll go back to Darth Bane. I think he'd be cool. The the rule too is still canon. Um yeah. so having that as a series, and it could be like I said, a four, six season show. Yeah. Right, it'd be great. Different sections. I'm, 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 I'm fucking totally yeah. down for that. Yeah, it'd, it'd be almost like a Thanos type story. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just like regular average fucking dude who, yeah. due to his circumstances and what he's put through, fucking yeah. turns to the fucking dark side. Yeah. All right, right. And again, at that time, it wasn't light and dark. It was Sith and Jedi. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have the the um, the bomb where it just wipes all the Sith out. Right, the the force bomb. I don't. I'm not sure what you're talking about it's, here. Uh, the second book where where they use the force bomb and they kill and the the Sith use the force bomb and kill kill themselves. The second book of what? Of Bane. I have not read oh. Bane. Then Are these novels you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. they'd made Bane novelizations. Yeah. Okay, and they're canon. 
Uh, they're not canon. Okay, this no. was legend. No, this is legend. Oh, books. okay, yeah. and that's what happened. Who yeah. made the bomb? The well, it's like a spirit bomb, right? So it's like okay. a force bomb that the Sith use because uh, the uh, the Jedi were coming and they all sat in this cavern. And they use the this force bomb. They just wiped out. Like Bane convinced the head Sith guy to to uh, do it. So there'd just be the two of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bane took off, and then he, yeah. Wow. That's how it went down, yeah. eh? That's crazy. I do like the old original Sith stories about how the Sith were a people. Yeah. And they were a species on yeah. a planet. And it wasn't Moribond, it was Korriban. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm like, why? Those are the switches I don't understand. Yeah. Why do you have to change it from Korriban to Moribond? Uh, based on legends is so people forgot about the Sith. So because yeah, Sith but were like, a people, they wanted... And, yeah, that's why the they were the, the, that first Jedi. Yeah. Was it Exar Khan? No. Or was it Ulic Keldroma? Who was the first one to conquer the Sith? Oh, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember, but it was a rogue Jedi. It was yeah. a dark Jedi, and they went to, they left the Order, and then they found this planet, yeah. and they conquered these people and became Dark Lords of the of, Sith. Of the Sith, yeah. And these Sith, these people, eventually got wiped out. Yeah. And then all that was, but that planet was called Korriban. Korriban, yeah. And now that planet in in canon, canon is called Moribond for no reason. There's no reason to change the fucking shit. No. I don't get it at all. But anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd like to see that shit too. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So essentially, this the Sith army wiped themselves out. Right. So. Right. So this acolyte thing will be interesting because is it pre-Bane then? Yeah, because it's right. Yeah. Because because they'll have to be. Do you think there's no? Do you think the acolyte is about like some secret Sith? Who gets like a Jedi and like starts turning into the thing? Or do you think this is like the first? They're gonna try to show the first Sith. Like, are these the first time the Jedi are turning into Sith? Yeah, I think this is essentially like the first Dark Jedi. Because here's right? the thing: they start it's questioning the Order and stuff. They haven't seen a Sith in what is it a thousand years? Yes, right. Yeah. So it's at least a thousand. So this is how many years is the High Republic? But is this taking place? I wonder. I don't That's the big question. That is. That's the something we may have to actually uh, to Google up. Let's see what that one actually says because I haven't thought of that. In what year will the acolytes take place in Star Wars? I think that might do it. According to Gabe Brand, acolyte is said to take place near the end of the High Republic era, meaning it'll probably start sometime around 100 BBY. So it's only a hundred years yeah. before A New Hope, which is weird. Which is weird because there should be a rule or two by then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, we've seen that so there's several lightsabers. Not that that matters anymore because no. all these inquisitors run around with fucking light red lightsabers. That's true. So they're not actually Sith. Yeah. I don't. That's that's the, the, these are the little details that I'm interested about yeah. to see the acolytes. Yeah. Because man, that's something I studied. All these years I've been studying the origins, the dawn of the Jedi, the dawn of the Sith, the yeah. great hyperspace war, the fucking hyper Stark wars, yeah. fucking all this fucking shit. Yeah. And now it means nothing. Yeah, yeah. And now I got to refigure out all this shit. And it feels like they're making it more complicated now. It feels like it was simpler and cooler when it was in the fucking books, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, if they're going to if they're going to expand on Ahsoka, I'd like them to look for the katana. 
the, the the spaceship katana. Which one was that? That was the like uh, super powerful um, spaceship that uh, Thrawn like during the Thrawn trilogy. They were yes, on. okay, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And they had man. Remember when the dark saber was a giant fucking yeah. planet killing fucking machine yeah. before it was a now, lightsaber. That was a fucking lightsaber. Yeah. There was a couple. What was the one too that the kid? There's a kid. Was his name Kip Kip Juron? I think in the Jedi Academy novels, mm. and he got obsessed. He got uh, possessed with a Sith. See, I, spirit. I, I haven't read the. He gets Academy obsessed novels. with a, sp- a Sith spirit, yeah. and then goes and steals this weapon called the Sun Crusher. Okay, I think it was called the Sun Crusher, yeah. and it's this crazy fucking weapon. He goes out and he like blows up a fucking planet and See, shit. And Luke's got to come and be like, "Yes, I said you." Yeah, do that whole fucking thing, right? Yeah, those were odd. There were so many fucking cool weapons and shit, mm. but like, 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 and the what was the planet in the sequels? Oh, um, Star Killer Base. Yeah, that was Ilum, eh? Yeah, that's Ilum. Yeah, that they just destroyed. And it didn't seem right because there's like a forest, and I was like, I don't remember there being a forest. There was snow on, on Ilum. There was snow. How does it? But have it an should atmosphere? have been ice. Like Ilum should have been ice. Yeah. Right? But how does it have an atmosphere? What do you if mean? It, if it's a well, Star Killer Base. Well, that's the thing. It's not. It's a planet. Like, do you know what Ilum is? Ilum's where they went to get, the Jedi used to go get their lightsaber crystals. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they just built inside the planet a base. So they used all the Jedi crystals. So they used all the Jedi crystals on the planet to focus that fucking machine that ended up killing all the fucking shit. Yeah, so you you, But if you you weren't a deep-ass Star Wars fan, you wouldn't fucking know that. No. Right? So, because at no point in the movie do they say Ilum. But somehow afterwards, from a comic book or some kind of shit, we find out that that planet was actually Ilum, right? Yeah. And I always had a cool fucking, like, like dream, this fantasy story. Do you remember in the episodes, the Tartakovsky ones, when uh, they, Grievous attacks Ilum and the Jedis have to go into a meditate because the caverns start yes, collapsing. They start collapsing. Yeah. So they go into a meditative state. Yeah. And they're just suspending all this shit from collapsing yeah. on them. Imagine. Years later, right? Ray. Yep. Ray's tripping around the galaxy. Yep. She's had some sleepless nights. Because when she sleeps, she keeps hearing this voice. Gets the visions. She keeps getting these visions, these flashes, this yep. voice saying, like, help me, help me kind of shit, yep. right? Come when find us. She follows it. She takes it to fucking Ilum. She yep. gets into the cave. And they're still in, like... Decades long force meditative fucking states. Those original fucking Jedi, skinny ass Jedi, right? She fucking thaws them fucking out. There's the link between your fucking you know one era and the other. All of a sudden, you got maybe a Jedi and a master who come from fucking an old time. Since they caught my eye in your apartment, you know that what that reminds me of? What Highlander? Highlander. Yeah. What caught your eye? The 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 series. (laughs) Oh, the DVDs. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But um, what was it? Fuck Endgame. Yeah. Endgame yep. where they have the century. Oh, love it. Yeah. 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 It's fucking awesome. Again, man. a fan. Huge Highland. You see the katana over there? I did. Yeah. yeah I did. Yeah. So um, kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, of course. Um, fucking dude. And I love it's you know, it's weird that it's not talked about more because I meet a lot of Highlander fans. Yeah. Like a lot of us love the fucking Highlander. Yeah. But I am with you. I am a fan of the series. My parents got me into the series. But they didn't make much. 
Here's the thing. They've never made much uh, merchandise for the Highlander. No. Dude, if there were Highlander figures, I'd own every fucking one of them. They do have figures. Where? I've never seen Highlander figures. I'm sure there's figures. I'm, I'm sure, sure maybe seen. somebody's it, made it some. Like Hook, but but right? you know what I mean? They're not the kind of thing you see around, yeah. right? And like, And no girls like Highlander. It's not like Which a shared thing like Star Wars and other stuff where, you know, there's a whole girls can like Star Wars 2 thing going on right now. I get that totally. but Which like, I don't understand because they have Raven. Right? Right. And then like you had some of this like at that time, some of the sexiest men in, in I the guess, movies. I think it's sword fights. Maybe but they, they like just... The Witcher? Yeah, but dude, they don't like The Witcher because of the swords. <laughs> I like the Witcher. The giant of pectoral fucking wizard muscles, and Mr. Shit, Superman, man, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting though, but uh, yeah, I have Highlander number one signed by Lee Motor. That's cool. Which is super rad. That's. Cool. But I never got it. Yeah, and Highlander deserves a remake, but it's. I'm nervous about doing it because everyone I've ever heard casted for the part isn't what I see. They have the animated series figures. Oh, great! Where he's got like the like he's like. Younger and like with the trench coat, yeah, yeah, and the fucking like ponytail and shit. Yeah, he's like another McLeod. He's not even Duncan or Connor. He's like a whole other McLeod. I'm like, how many immortal McLeods are running around out that, there? Right. That, that was my issue. Like, yeah. why do you need every like? I know it's for continuity and stuff to have a McLeod, but you don't need to have every story about a McLeod. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing though: is you have uh, like how many years to do it about that? Still one McLeod. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd love to see them redo it and remake it and do it well and epic and sweeping like across the globe kind of thing. But I don't like the castings I've heard. Yeah. Because the the thing the cool thing about the Highlander is he wasn't manly. No. No. He wasn't a tough guy. He wasn't like a big manly rough like typical hero dude. No. They casted this weird sounding weird looking little Frenchman. Well, again, you want to look if you're immortal, you want to blend in. Right. Yeah, but he's also had this unique look to him, though, right? Yeah. So, you know, I saw, like, if I had to cast, like, a celebrity, yeah. I think I'd look more at, like, a Jude Law. Jude Law would be good. You know, because he's kind of got that crystal eye, unique look, yeah. kind of like, uh, why am I blank? What's his name? Um, who's the Highlander? Christopher? No. Uh, We're having a brain fart yeah. moment. We're having a total fucking brain fart moment. Lambert. Chris yeah, Lambert. Lambert. I wanted to say Christopher Lloyd. Um, but yeah, you need like a unique, you know, kind of looking average individual. I mean, unique and average. I know that's like an oxymoron, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Henry Cavill, who I heard was going to be last The Witcher. Like, no. Or sorry, The wow. Highlander. No. He's got a nice job. No, right? Yeah, but I don't think the Highlander is supposed to be like a big strapping hero. No. The whole cool thing was like this tiny little dude up against the Kurgan. Yeah. And they made the Kurgan look fucking huge and terrifying still and evil. should be the Kurgan. Yes, 100%. Have you watched? No problem with that at all. Have you watched? Um, It's on Apple TV. It's called C. No. You need to watch Yeah. That. Yeah. Although, do you think Batista could like pull off like the the crazy part? Yes. I guess maybe he could. He was a Bond villain. Yeah, but I mean, Tom Clancy like just like it wasn't just I don't know. You do me a favor, watch. C. Or sorry, Clancy Brown. That's yeah. what I meant. Tom Clancy. Well, I'll check out C. Watch right. C. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's got some slow parts, but it's very interesting. All right. Uh, um, who else is in? Oh. 
Aquaman. Oh. Yeah. Jason Momoa. Um, it's in the future. Um, everybody's lost their sight. Oh. And um uh a woman uh is pregnant and uh the the kids can see. Cool. So it's a series essentially about um so they think at that point in time, because it's been hundreds of years before anybody could see, like, is it witchcraft? It's like children of men shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and the person that impregnated the woman could see. Right. Right. He's like the prophecy guy, and these kids are like Jesus. <laughs> of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, and it, it's like a chase show. So there's a big battle because uh, this city or this group, uh, we're coming after the children, and then uh, yeah. so they fight and they take off, which is great because they're blind, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it like they're seeing eye dogs, there's everything. It's it's that it's sounds pretty interesting, epic. man. Oh, yeah, show. I definitely want to check it out. It's a great show. I love uh, I'm not giving it idea. justice. I'm not giving it justice. Right. Again, I'm half asleep. Right? <laughs> what other great loves have occurred in the last 12 years? Oh. That's pretty much all of it. Yeah. Have you had like any favorite interviews? Do any celebrities stick out? Oh, um, Kevin Smith. That was like a fucking that, that blurry was though. Yeah, he but, said like a line, but that was. <laughs> That's how it started, though. Like my proud ones are Ralph Garman, Ralph Garman, the three hundredth yeah. episode, yeah, that was Ralph cool. Garman. What a fucking thrill! And meeting him at Forest City Comic Con. Yeah, John Ostrander. Yeah, mentioned him before. That was an amazing, amazing interview. Um, a lot of the old Star Wars elites were fun. Yeah, like not like the big people. Like Ray Park was cool, but like. I've interviewed like six bounty hunters. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. and that kind of shit is cool. The Actually, voice actors are always cool. Alice Cooper was cool. Alice Cooper was cool. That was a trip. <laughs> um, you know, you know, honestly, I think my favorite interviews, not just a single interview, Sean Daly. Seeing from the origin of Sean Daly to now, just every it's a trip. once in a while. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a cool thing that the show shows like it's like a record. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of history of the development of the last 10, 12 years of the Toronto comic book community. Yeah. And a lot of people like Sean. When I met Sean Daly again on Twitter, yep. 2011, yep. said he was going to be at Fan Expo. I went. Mm-hmm. He bought himself a little table. This was back when he was just like buying himself tables yep. in Artist Alley. Yep. We hit it off immediately. Yeah. And it's been gangbusters ever since. But to watch him go from that guy who was like giving all his art away for like nothing yep. to where he has come in 10 years is yep. fucking it's... unbelievable. And you're right. I never and thought, but you, you can watch you it, right? You don't even remember. Like a lot of people don't even remember. He used to, well, he still does, but play music. Yeah. The right? He's tunes. a musician. And for 12 years, he won't make me a reggae chiptune yeah. version of anything. And it hurts my soul. That's another one. Yeah. Right. Um. All your um, ska stuff. Oh, the having I've had three of six slackers yeah, on. All the slackers. Um, they're coming back on yes. April 11th, kids, yeah. at the Velvet Underground. Everybody and everybody should go to see the Slackers, the greatest band ever yeah. that existed. I may try to get another one. I have interviewed three of the six, yeah. and it might be time to to get a little. Imagine I get just the other three in there at the same time. There you go. I'm gonna go for it. Go for it. I know Dave Hilliard. I can check and fucking figure it out. Go for it. Absolutely. Get there early. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. During uh, well, I set it up last time. Like I'm friends with him on Facebook and shit. So I'll just be like, "Yo, when you roll through the fucking D dot, we gotta have fucking chance." Um, kids announced. Uh, like yesterday, February 10th. That's my birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Uh, thank you. February I will 10th. be turning 47 years old, and I will be spending the day at The Hero's Tale. Yep. Is, uh, you've heard us talking about in beautiful Cambridge, Ontario. That's where I live. That's where Jason lives. Um, that's going to be awesome sauce, and it's going to be a signing for the third book in the Wormhole Club tragedy book series by... Miss Becca, uh, and we're going to have a little party. So Cauldron is going to be there. There's going to be some artists from Cauldron, as well as Slam Press Tomes. Martin Slam Duncan will be there. Um, So it's going to be a little nice, fun uh, horror day and making his reappearance into the world. That's right, kids, a special appearance by the... I almost said it wrong. It's been so long. Uh, The Dweller. In the cellar, there you go. Uh, of Cauldron Magazine fame, I'm going to be there, and so will the Dweller. And I hope you all come out uh, again. That's a hero's tale or the hero's tale in Cambridge. The Becca, uh, Martin Slam Duncan, Sean Daly's going to be there. I think Sam Noir is going to be there. Jay's going to come by. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fantastic day. That's going to be February 10th, Saturday. It's happening from noon to five. Very excited about tomorrow when I'm going to the Ontario Collectors Con at the Hilton in Meadowvale, Mississauga. I'm going to buy some toys for my TikToking. Again, check out TikTok, an elegant weapon. Uh, We're having a fucking blast over there. I'm opening toys, sharing the lightsaber collection, and seriously, it's just a lightsaber love fest party. All you kids are amazing. I can't believe how much interaction goes on over there, dude. I love how you do the history as well. Yeah, it's yeah, not just yeah. look at my lightsabers. There's a history of the lightsabers. You gotta throw a little bit in there, right? Yeah. You gotta give a little bit of information because some of these lightsabers are fucking boring. Yeah. There, there's nothing special about them. Like they're just made from whatever, right? War is awesome. So you know, and there's a lot more to come and a lot more to buy. But Jason, uh, thank you for being so fucking incredibly supportive oh, over man, so many years. You are continue. easily this show's number one fan. I appreciate um, it. But I hope you can stop looking at yourself as uh, a fan and maybe consider yourself to be part of the family. Um, Because you've always been, man And we consider you such I consider you such I appreciate it I'm incredibly proud Hey, if I If this whole podcast's 12-year existence Was for nothing but for you to listen to That is more than worth it to me Well, well, It really is Hopefully there's going to be 12 more years Uh, You know, as I said If you heard last episode You know, it's been a hard few years And we're kind of shifting gears a little bit But not in any way that this podcast will go away Because it never fucking will I'll be 80 years old Just talking to myself into a fucking microphone About how I'm feeling that fucking morning there you go. If it comes down to it, um, but you know, we're just we're just trying to get real again, and we're just trying to bring back the heart of it and the yeah. fun of it and the love of it. And you are the absolute most fucking perfect person to have come on this show, this episode to do that. Well, thank you. Um, so thank you, Jay. Hopefully, we'll uh, do this again. We will. We'll do it all the fucking time. We might do it on the fucking tenth. Who okay. knows? We can hit record go. up there. Yeah. Uh, kids, that's Jason Ward, the art of Jason Ward. Um, check it all out online and pay attention for Undisputed, the wrestling role playing uh, board game. So much fun, dude! Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you, kids. That's all we're gonna have this week on an elegant weapon. Go ahead, Jay. You say it. Take it easy.